You're listening to episode 27 of the Curiosity Club podcast. Welcome to the Curiosity Club podcast, a safe place to get your weekly dose of life lessons, helping you let go of fear, overwhelm and insecurities. I'm your host, Katri Barrett, and with each episode, I share my insights and practical skills for you to unlock your full potential. Live and work confidently. Be courageous. Be curious. Because life's too short to keep holding yourself back. Hi all. Welcome back. I hope you're all having a wonderful day so far, wherever you are in your week, when you might be listening to this. If you're not, then you're in the right place for a little pick-me-up. Be sure to subscribe right now while you're listening if you haven't done so already so that you can have that notification each week when a new episode drops, especially for those times when you need a little something, a little bit of inspiration, motivation to help see you through your week. As most of you know, I'm a transformational coach and mentor and I work with women to help them find freedom from whatever it is that's been limiting them. Most of the women who come to see me for coaching do so because they're too fearful of going after the things they want in their career. They hold themselves back in relationships and social situations and they never take any risks because they're too afraid of failing. Some, because they, some come because they feel like they don't know what it is that they want from life. But often, all of these things are just symptoms of an underlying lack of confidence. Maybe you can relate to this. Does your inner voice tell you that you're not good enough? Or that you can't do something? Do you find yourself giving up easily? Or avoiding certain situations or people entirely because you're worried about how you might come across or what they'll think. If so, then this episode is for you. The first thing to remember is that lacking in confidence isn't your fault and you shouldn't allow it to be yet another thing you beat yourself up for. Different people doubt themselves for a variety of different reasons. Our genes, past experiences, the culture we grew up in, and a variety of other circumstances all contribute to our levels of confidence. Your genetic makeup could have meant that you were born with slightly lower confidence-boosting chemicals such as serotonin and oxytocin. The way you were brought up by your parents or where you fell in order of your siblings could have also affected your confidence. If you had parents or an older brother who told you that you were stupid or useless, it's no wonder that you feel this way. Past traumas such as illness, accidents, abuse can all significantly damage our self-worth. Along with bullying in times that you were made to feel humiliated. For some people it's their gender, race and sexual orientation that has made them feel unsure of themselves. Perhaps it's the media that makes you feel like you're lacking something. We're all bombarded by filtered images of perfection. And if we're not careful, it can make us feel like our bodies or our lives are missing something. Whilst we can't change what has happened to us in the past, 
we do have the power to make ourselves feel more confident going forward. And I'm gonna be guiding you through the top 10 things you can work on in order to be the most bold, brilliant and bright version of yourself. First and foremost is to work on your self-talk and change your thoughts. If you lack confidence in any area of your life, then it means you're listening to the very negative and often critical voice that resides in your head. It will be your inner critic that is feeding your self-doubt and making you feel like you aren't good enough or worthy. Our feelings are dependent on what we think. In order to feel confident, you need to think confident. Because we change our thoughts first and our feelings change a little bit later. It starts with the thoughts. If you haven't listened to last week's episode where I was exploring mindsets, then be sure to jump back and dive into that after this one because you'll find it really, really helpful. Most of us obsessively focus on all the things we don't do well or might go wrong, which can often send us into an anxious frenzy. In this het-up frenzied state where our inner critics are telling us, I'm so ugly and disgusting, I'm not good enough, I'll never get that promotion, everyone's better than me, I'm such a loser... Is there really any surprise that we feel so crappy about ourselves and don't feel motivated or capable of doing the things that we want to? Can you imagine if you spoke to other people the way that you speak to yourself via your thoughts? I can guarantee now that most of you, if not all, because I know the listeners of the Curiosity Club are all lovely, good, decent people... Can you imagine if you, I can guarantee that you would never speak to other people the way that you do to yourself. You would never put those other people down in the same way. It's so easy to fall into this trap, but until you change your way of thinking, you will continue to hold yourself back. In order to pull yourself out of the trap of negative thinking, you need to swap your unhelpful thought patterns for more useful ones. Pay attention to when you think things like, I ought to, I should, I need, I can't, because these are all signifiers of a thought distortion that needs your attention. Start replacing thoughts that don't serve you with things that you would tell a friend if you heard them speak such things aloud. Think about the things you do like about your body. So replace negative thoughts about your body with the things you do like about them. Think about all the things that you are good at, the strengths of your personality. Start seeing your thoughts as if they're sensations in the body. They come and they go. It's your choice whether you listen to them and believe what they are saying or whether you simply let them pass you by. Once you've started working on your self-talk, the second step to building confidence is to notice how you're talking to other people about yourself. Do you put down your appearance to other people? Do you complain about certain parts of your body? Do you tell everyone what you aren't good at or where you could do better? If you lack in confidence, I'm going to make the presumption that you aren't so good at receiving compliments. Am I right? 
As someone who used to struggle a lot with confidence myself, this is something I worked on a number of years ago. I started noticing that whenever someone congratulated me on something, I'd tell them all the reasons it wasn't a big deal or reflect it onto them by saying how much better they were doing. Back then I had a lot of negative beliefs around my body and if someone complimented me on my appearance, I would immediately tell them all the bad things about it, presuming that they had already noticed these, but they were just trying, they were just lying to me, trying to make me feel good. I mean, that in itself is ridiculous, but I'm sure some of you can relate to that, that feeling like other people are lying to you. Why would they? This is all just your perception and that filter that you're seeing things through and that your inner critic is telling you. How I stopped the awkwardness of around compliments was to start accepting them graciously and simply saying, thank you. We're telling our subconscious minds how we should feel and what we want more of with our thoughts and what we say to other people. What we focus on, we bring more of into our lives. So if you want to believe in yourself, feel capable and confident, then make sure you aren't telling other people anything that contradicts this. This doesn't mean that you have to go around telling everyone how amazing you are. Just stop saying anything that is negative. If it's easier, start with being more neutral. Like I said, saying thank you. Sometimes that jump to be from negative to positive, it can feel like a bit, a bit daunting, a bit too big of a jump. So start being neutral initially and then move on towards being more positive. Number three is to have confidence role models. Who emanates the cool self-assuredness and charisma that you would like to embody yourself? Maybe it's a celebrity or someone you follow on Instagram. Maybe it's a friend of yours. What do they say? How do they hold themselves? And what do they do that you admire? We can map other people's confidence to see what they do and then apply it to ourselves. It might initially sound a little bit weird, but spend time observing the people you look up to and write a list of what it is about their demeanour and their way of being that you would like to have. This isn't about comparing yourself to them and then feeling like you're lacking something. It's about using them as inspiration to help you know what you need to do more of or less of in order to be the most confident version of yourself. And that brings me on to number four, which is to stop comparing yourself to others. Not one of us is the same. We are all born with unique genetic makeup. We all have unique experiences growing up, which leads us to all see the world in our unique way. No one is identical and we wouldn't want to be because how boring would the world be if everyone was clones of each other? When you're stuck in the compare and despair trap, you're only seeing someone's positive attributes or strengths. This is no surprise as we all have a tendency to share the highlight reel of our lives on social media and in real life. So it's important to remind yourself of this when you catch yourself feeling as though you're less attractive, less successful or your life is less fun than other people's. No one can ever really know the full picture of someone else's life other than the individual themselves. 
To help with any compare and despairitis, remind yourself of your strengths. What are you good at? What is going well for you at the moment? Put a positive filter on your life. Chances are this is how other people are already seeing it, but do it for yourself. The fifth way to start boosting your confidence is to act as if you have it already. Some might call it fake it till you make it, but the truth is, whilst we might start putting ourselves out there more or achieving the things we want to by faking it, we don't actually change the way we feel. So let's say you could get a promotion or start going to more social events and start having more conversations, putting yourself out there. But if you were just pretending, all of those self-doubts and feelings of anxiety will still be there. So you'll still be feeling stressed and as uptight as before. Whereas if you start acting as if you are confident during conversations, when you're at work, or let's say in the bedroom with your partner, it means you are beginning to embody self-belief and transforming how you feel and behave. To do this, you need to take note of what the confident version of yourself would be feeling, what would you be saying, doing and thinking. Again, write this all down and then start practicing them like you would practice an instrument. The more you do it, the better you'll get. Before an important meeting for an interview, spend five minutes sitting with your eyes closed and visualise yourself doing and feeling all of those things as if it were really happening. Then when you go into the meeting, express yourself in the way you envisioned. Take your time. Give yourself the space in order to do this. If you are acting as if you're confident, it means you'll start doing the things that the confident version of you would do and therefore start feeling it. So it's different. Acting as if is different to pretending and faking it. You just, you'd start pushing your boundaries and facing your fears. This is also um, something that I've worked a lot in on in the past. Making phone calls for me used to be something that caused me a lot of stress and I really lacked confidence in doing it. And it was something that I, when I was a yoga teacher a few years ago, I knew that if I called studios and gyms, I could ask if there was an opportunity to teach there. I needed to get myself out there. But it used to make me feel really anxious because I'd worry that people would be annoyed at me for calling. I'd call at a bad time or they'd think I was stupid. Cold calling when you lack confidence can be terrifying. I'm sure some of you can relate to this. But I started to set myself the target of making one phone call that I needed to a day. It would be scary, but I would do it and it would go fine. Often, more often than not, it would then lead to a job or covering a class somewhere. So it was always successful. It, even if I didn't lead to anything, it was still successful because I didn't mess it up. They didn't shout at me. They didn't hang up. The more I did it, the easier it became. And I then set myself the challenge of five phone calls a day for a period of time. And eventually I felt so much more confident that I could walk into somewhere face to face and pitch my yoga business to people I had never even met. And you can do the same. Act as if you're confident and set yourself small missions and then slowly over time, get them bigger and get them bolder. 
Number six is to overcome your imposter syndrome. If you live in fear of your colleagues finding out that you're not good at your job, or of your partner realizing that they're better than you, or that you aren't deserving of the current position in life that you're in, then you need to stop doubting yourself and work on feeling like less of a fraud. Think about where your imposter syndrome is coming from. Perhaps you're a perfectionist who is seeing things in black and white, either as great or awful, and not allowing for the shades of grey in between. Managing your thoughts will be a huge help to this also, of course. Remember that you must first change your thoughts before your feelings will change. The same goes for acting as if. So act as if you aren't an imposter. Think as if you aren't an imposter, and eventually you won't feel like one. Make a list of all the things you're good at. What are your strengths? We all have a lot of strengths, even if we don't think so. Sometimes asking a friend to help with this can be really useful. If you do need help, again, ask a friend or a colleague. Don't worry about them finding you out in inverted commas or, you know, noticing, realising you're an imposter and you shouldn't be there. This is almost never the case. It's just our perception and our thoughts and our inner critics telling us that we aren't good at something. So as much as you fear being wrong or being found out or that you, if you ask for help, everyone will think you're a fraud, put yourself out there, ask that friend, that colleague for some help and just take risks. Don't be afraid of taking risks. That is where the growth happens. Number seven is to be aware of your body language. If we want to change how we feel, we need to embody it. We need to bring confidence into our body. You can tell yourself a million times that I am confident and I feel bold and great. When, But if you walk into a room and your shoulders are hunched and your arms are folded and you can't make eye contact with anyone, not only are you quite clearly telling everyone else the opposite, But your body is also sending the same mixed signals to your brain. So the less likely you are to truly feel confident and the harder it is to think confidently. Notice how you're standing when you talk to someone. Try to make eye contact as much as you can. Notice if your worries are being shown in your face. So are you clenching your jaw? Smile more. It is a lot harder to feel stressed when you have a huge grin spread across your face. If you're someone who folds their arm as a protective barrier, let down the defences. Sit up when you're at your desk and pull your shoulders back. It's amazing how instantly that can make you feel more alert, more present and more empowered. I used to have a huge huge hang up about dancing in front of anyone i started going to nightclubs at quite a young age being 16 or so i know naughty (laughs) um i would be so self-conscious at this age and so worried that everyone in the club would be laughing at how ridiculous i looked if i moved at all to the music that i would stand there on the dance floor with my arms crossed whilst my friends let loose and had fun all around me. Now, I did this for a good number of years until I realised that no one was actually looking and how much more stupid I looked than I ever could dancing when I was just standing there uncomfortably. Plus, 
The more I stood around like this, the less confident I felt. It made me feel so much worse. When I finally stopped worrying about all those imaginary people who cared about my dancing and begun to move freely to the music and my favourite songs whenever I went out, I felt amazing. And now dancing around is one of my favourite things to do. I rarely ever, I don't even know the last time I went to a club actually, but I love dancing. I will always put on songs now and move my body at home. It's one of my favourite things to do when I want to feel uplifted and release tension in my mind and in my body. You can bring freedom to your mind by bringing freedom to your body. There is a lot of sense in that saying, dance like nobody is watching. Number eight is dress to kill and wear what makes you feel good. It might seem like an obvious one, but I bet we all have at least a couple of things in our wardrobes that we perhaps like or we want to like, but that don't make us feel confident when we wear them. We all have those outfits that do the opposite for us, that are just the right cut and colour for us and make us feel the sexiest, smartest, almost intelligent version of ourselves. You know, depending on whatever the vibe it is you're going for. No matter how much it costs, how much you want to like it, if something doesn't make you feel good when you wear it, ditch it. Give it to charity because it will make someone else feel good. This is something I make sure and kind of check myself and make myself do when I go shopping now. And I will put things back if they don't make me feel fab when I try them on. Even if they look great, if it doesn't make me feel great, if it doesn't feel right, or even if someone else is telling me to get it, I will still put it back if it doesn't click and make me feel really good. Start practicing doing the same when you're getting dressed in the morning. Choose something today or tomorrow that you feel good in and decide to stop wearing something that doesn't make you feel that way. In order to do all of these other tips, we need to bring awareness to what we're thinking, feeling and doing in situations that we don't feel confident in. This is why practicing mindfulness is my number nine tip. Whether it's using an app like Headspace, going to a class, or using the free meditations in the resources section of my website, practice sitting and noticing your experience in any given moment. What thoughts are running through your mind? Step back from engaging with them and simply watch them pass through like a cloud overhead. What do you feel in your body? Notice the physical sensations right here and right now. Go through all of your senses, smell, sight, taste, sound and touch. The more you practice being in the moment and accepting whatever your experience is, the better you'll be able to not, the better you'll be at not listening to your inner critic and the better you'll be at noticing how you feel, what your body's getting up to and how it's reacting. And all of this will enable you to choose to act as if you are confident. And the more you'll embody that self-trust and self-belief. Lastly, for number 10, I want you to give what you'd like to receive. Think about what does make you feel confident. Is it when you receive compliments on your outfits or a piece of work that you did? Is it when you've met a deadline or gone on a run? 
maybe when you eat certain foods or go to certain places. All of those things that make you feel great, I want you to do and gift to other people. Tell someone else they look good, smell nice, like and comment on someone else's photo. Support someone else on their mission to feel more confident and tell people when you think they're doing great. By giving other people a boost, you will give yourself a boost. Plus, what goes around comes around. Pick just one of these areas and work on it for the next week. And then the following week, move on to another. Think of your confidence like a muscle. The more you use it, the stronger it gets. If you don't use it, you lose it. Come and say hi over on Instagram and tell me what resonated most with you in this episode. You can find me at Katri Barrett. Remember, you can be confident. It is within all of us, no matter what has happened in the past and how we might feel and what our inner critic is telling us. You can embody your power and do whatever it is you want to do. Until next time, stay curious.